Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the most fabulous book reviewing show on the internet. Don you now, your gay apparel, because you have just turned into the niche. I am Nick Munez. Today I'm proud to present the 2021 Supercut. Reflecting on a year of growth, we are pausing, consternating, an air of somberness around this time of year. Mostly here to celebrate 52 books in 52 weeks. They said it couldn't be done. It's too many words. You're gonna hurt yourself. No man could ever be that celibate. Well, here I am, dick wet, to tell the tale. It's been done before, 52 books, and we're doing it again in 2022. From fiction to philosophy, this time around, we are going back to the source material. There's seven archetypes that every single, even the seven dwarves can fit into this schema. No more filters and never a dull week this coming year. I'm a truth extraction machine. Maybe your teacher called it comprehension. I call it truth fracking. They're going to kick me out of Colorado, all this oily truth. I'm going to be spilling tea on you guys. These Patreon specials keep on getting better. Whip clips biographies, outdoor excursions, and apocalypse updates you're getting. The books are unbelievable. I mean, stuff that would get me banned off of more serious platforms are going on the Patreon starting two weeks from today. Stick around till the end of today's video to get a sneak peek of next week. And as for a sneak peek for all of 2022, you better be on the Patreon because one of the January videos going up is a look at all of the celebratory editions that we do at the beginning of the month. A motivational January edition, a book of love for the month of February. March, we're doing Women's Month, and you're going to be able to read ahead. This is the least feminine book club on the planet. We got a book coming up next year called Alpha Male. That's right, where my sigmas rise up. It's time for the grind set. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so first up for this year, we had a January, a motivational one was David Goggins Can't Hurt Me. The man's lost 100 pounds in under three months. Some say it's unhealthy. He's also on his 10th knee. He's had five surgeries out here. Unfortunately, I lost the files, not able to recover them in time for this episode. So what we have is an overview of another January edition Fyodor Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. You know we're going to be seeing more of Dost in 2022. He knows how to play out characters to the extreme archetypes in their existentialist dread and all. You got the underground man transforming into Raskolnikov in this book, and we're going to have the crocodile coming up next year. Brothers Karamazov, we've got to work our way up to that stuff. Crime and Punishment, we could give it a final review now that I've had time to let it ruminate. Does it live or does it die? Crime and Punishment, it lives. Right here, right now, it's 2021. Decriminalize heroin. Recreationalize murder. Why fight? Life is sad enough. Borscht. He always thinks his landlordy landlordy lordy lord the landlady you pay rent this girl has taken the law into her own hands you're not allowed to hook 
it's the oldest profession in humanity, but it's against the law. You know, your kid could be starving at home, but by God, if you give someone a hand job, you belong behind bars. It's like a Curb Your Enthusiasm plot where every little thing comes back to bite the person in the ass where they treat someone bad. So Alonia, if she only gave Raskolnikov a fair price, it would have gotten her stepdaughter off the streets. He would have been able to take her on a date, have her meet Dunya and the mom later. But of course she lowballs him. And Alonia, she lets him in. She goes, this is after hours, but I, I know I can cheat you, Raskolnikov. You are ambitious young men. Come in. Motivated, but dumb. Come in, Raskolnikov. This bitch, she's cheated more men than Cardi B. Raskolnikov, he unsheaths the axe, holds it above his head. Bonk. The clammiest guy in St. Petersburg. It seems your name was on the list of over 500 suspects for Alanya's murder. And he's like, so I'm, I'm a suspect? And he's like, that's something only a suspect would say. He was going, you gotta drink some tea, man. You're, you're gonna feel better with time. Sweat it out, drink beer, and beets will help. Most Russian diagnosis ever. Drink it off, buddy. The blood! The blood! And the other people are just having tea in his room. Like, what is this guy murmuring about? Is that what happens when you get typhus? You guys make any headway on that old lady's murder? I heard it was the bloodiest in town. You're still not... What are you doing, pigs out here? I didn't order a pork chop. At dinner, the vodka starts flowing again that night, and they start getting into their Italian, oh, we gotta eat with passion here. What did I say? What did I say? Look what you did to your mother. What did I say? You got nothing on me, copper. Raskolnikov is going, some crimes are for the greater good. Newton and Magellan, they went against religious law of the time. We wouldn't know about gravity if you bowed the knee to the church. And Socrates, guy had to eat hemlock. They made him commit suicide because he started a school. The colonel is going, there is no excuse for crime. It's black and white. There is no nuance in the world. All offenses transgress a legal boundary. You are no ubermensch. Every man must undergo his punishment. Whereas Kolnikov is like, your legal system is a bunch of made-up words and jargons. I pardon myself. Abracadabra. She has the Russian supermodel looks, and then you get the babushka bomb when Russian chicks turn 40 scientific fact. They become a haggard like Alonia. Why have you forsaken me? No! Next up, February of 2021, we had Steven Langsberg with More Sex is Safer Sex. This was a mind-bending episode. Homie was assaulting our common sense, his weapon, facts, and logic. We had that legendary GNC rant, tried to use it on stage. Uh, people aren't ready to hear that their meat is going to be taken out of their mouth, especially in the gay scene. Legendary rants about fixing politics, uh, you know, faster-paced chapters during this one. <laughs> does it live or does it die? This one is getting executed center coliseum. This was latent with logical fallacies. I've recently printed out the 15 argumentative faults, put them on my wall. We are going to be thinking better this upcoming year. 
More sex is safer sex. Steven Langsberg, let's hear why. He knows these inconvenient truth studies that say we're going to be underwater in 10 years, Al Gore, aren't always true predictive models. And why is that? Oprah's going since the 90s. One in four of you are going to have AIDS underneath your chair. Then he went to get his master in mathematics, mathematics, at the University of Chicago, where he cooked with Walter White. Nationalism is racism. So he's acting woke. He's going, this thing is racist. So everyone on the left loves him. It's the old poop hole loophole for the Christian girls. You think it's going to be a movie about kids in Manhattan in the 90s? And then the last five minutes, they just womp you on the head with the truth. And they're like, this one kid, Telly. Yeah, he had AIDS. And all those girls he slept with, he just gave them AIDS. And you're like, oh my god, this was a propaganda poster the whole time. This it's for some reason, he doesn't put himself out there enough. And we learned this from the game last year. We got to build the knowledge on the show. Some people are fucking and some people ain't. The super reverse double psychology logic. You subsidize safe sex, then there becomes people want to be the millionaires of virginity. It's how we need to reverse the incentives to the individual not on this societal make a scare movie like kids from the 90s you're gonna get aids no just make it cool to have sex in a safe way william butler he eats a genetic freak nfl superstar that's hitting you on the side ladies diversify your womb portfolio that's what landsberg would say he's gonna be the baby broker if we're inbreeding, we're going to have a bunch of blind kids who are albinos. They can't grow hair. They live in caves. We don't want that. Scrooge McDuck was employing hundreds of servants. <laughs> Money counters. Gold coin weighers. William Butler. He eats. Beauty is something that is inherently valuable. I wouldn't take beauty to make someone else uglier. False. I mean, people are like casting spells, making voodoo dolls of each other. I don't know what. Let's try to go for it. Yankst Yankston. Yeet and Langston. <laughs> so this entire chapter combats the electoral college. Guys in wigs, writing with feathers, wrote this in the 1700s while they were drunk. E-girls and e-boys simping, addicted to incest porn. What the hell is going on? Why don't we get to say where the money's going? Because it has to bomb people in the Middle East. The most free market I say is GNC when it comes to this subsidizing food and all that crap. They don't get a say of what goes into the supplements at GNC. And if we're talking about laying pipe down, you can get shredded at GNC and put down the pile driver, fellas. You know what I'm saying? You, you need some endurance in the bedroom? Need to know how to do the double, double rub clit shake warm up? Oh yeah, all the tricks at GNC. How to fix everything. The all-knowing Steven Langsberg. Nobody, not even China, the one-child policy, wants daughters. With every increased number of daughter after that, the likelihood of divorce jumps up 5%. So I guess the only person that does want more daughters in the world 
are divorce lawyers. But think about that. When you go to sleep tonight, some good cognitive dissonance for you. Hmm, the laws aren't working. Guns are outlawed. But I still hear gunshots on MLK Boulevard. Because people do have love in their hearts. That's the real happy February Cupid Day. We are not that animalistic, chaotic anarchy of creatures. For March, Women's Month, we have Nancy Friday's My Secret Garden. This was our dirtiest edition, even being followed by one called The Dirt. Nancy Friday exposed all the female kinks far and wide. She had the iconic brothel of broads, the house of horny, the, what was it, the house of a thousand coitus, corpses. We are doubling down this February, March. Can't break it for you YouTube cheapos. <laughs> we got some Robert Green coming up and books that are going to have us look at the differences between men and women comedy underneath a microscope like we've never done before and i definitely shared too much personal information in this nancy friday episode i'll probably do the same this year around <laughs> remember she was talking about women needing zero gravity orgasms like centrifuges hey recently jeff bezos bought an underage girl with him into orbit you know there's no age of consent in space <laughs> modernity Check out Nancy Friday up here, My Secret Garden. Ne gele pas les Français. How come none of the kinks today are smelly, foreign, mustache-ridden French guys? I know he heard me, but, like, was he listening? Like, I know that he's always just trying to, like, fix my problems, but he's not just listening to how I feel about things. Like, yes, at an older age, women do know what they are into. They will use you like a toy. Use me, abuse me. <laughs> just don't accuse me I'm not trying to catch an allegation in today's at least porn is everywhere for free as our sexuality dies as a species fanning herself with an oven mitt thinking about how her husband's always just so tired so a vibrant young man is um, the contrast to what she's seeing <laughs> again you hate your spouse so you look for their exact opposite and then start to find that attractive as a young person, a single person, you hate society, so everything society is into, you hate that. You become a swinger. You know, you just need something to be contrast against. That is what taboo is. When I go to a marriage, I wear all black. It's the death of two perfectly good single people. Some sort of a football-playing scholar. Your wife's gonna hate you no matter what. <laughs> So they're always thinking about, oh my god, what if I could just walk up to this guy and grab his crotch? It's what women are really thinking, but society. Lesbian girls, they masturbated to men. I mean, like, what are we doing here? Are you even lesbian then? And then uh, women, they would fantasize of love. What are you right about, Nancy? That's their whole thing. I don't know whose kink this is. Apparently a lot of people. I'm doing a lot of kink shaming today. It's okay, you can make fun of me. I like vanilla ice cream. I'm actually here with the public health records making sure that you don't fall victim to permanent non-climaxosis. You guys are wearing your masks while having sex, right? Women dreamt of being stretched wide open. Not sure who's into that gape shit. <laughs> you know, if you want to look inside of people, take an anatomy class. Stethoscopes. 
foot long handle and the second foot was just tassels like it was the thing they scourged jesus christ with and then so like there's nothing i could do with this i could flog myself while i'm masturbating vivian she wrote in saying that she pretends to be fresh soil for a seed to be planted in <laughs> it's not that hard to figure me out so you're letting this man dominate you by peeing on you whatever you're into what you would do freud they say was a coke addict reread his whole theories on the oral and the anal phase this sounds like something me a 24 year old crackpot comedian would come up with from three to four years old you are obsessed with the butthole only you can think about touching and pooping and diapers if you're hot enough you hear girls say that they're like hey follow me home but i didn't even care that's my grandma's story grandpa just wouldn't give up he followed me everywhere did they not have restraining orders everything a guy does is on the border of being a creep or hot <laughs> just based on if he shaved that week prostitution i'm trying to argue on the true feminist side here not that i don't love myself an asian massage parlor she also dreamed about getting degraded from both ends from her grandpa no! I've lost faith in humanity on the show today. For the fourth month of the year, Gape Roll, we like to get musical. <laughs> Neil Strauss took on the dirt for us, went along with Motley Crue on the road in their chubbier phase, but we got to hear about them doing butt dollars with Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> throwing furniture out of hotels onto cars, onto hookups that they were trying to Nazi live the day. Uh, Neil Strauss, he's going to redeem himself again this upcoming year. He's got that book, Emergency. And then we followed up this episode in April with How to Stop Smoking. We needed a detox after partying with Motley Crue on the road. But that thing's like doing 20,000 views. It's a friggin' anomaly. It's good to know that the algorithm works, <laughs> but very few times and rarely. So that's why I'm saying there's never going to be a dull week coming up next. You never know when the algorithm, the almighty, divine <laughs> Susan Wachowski, CEO of YouTube, is going to give your video a bump. So yeah, those two are something to look at. This one, Neil Strauss, The Dirt, it definitely lives. Coming from a journalist, he cut to the chase exactly what we wanted to hear. Neil Strauss, The Dirt. They put a muzzle on their chicks. Honey, this music is too loud. They wanted to fucking blow the lid off the clubs every night, made waves in the L.A. scene, and got picked up and spread out by the machine. Vince, he's crawling through the window one night, and there's an absolute rager. Graphic stuff going on. I mean, if you play, it's on Netflix. It was really popular. There's, like, teen girls wearing Motley Crue t-shirts again. Vince walks in, there's a chick squirting all over the carpet. I think we're more than five minutes in. We're past the YouTube sensors. It's going to get much worse. Coke dealer also lived in the building, but every time he'd come by, he would eat their hot dogs. Wouldn't even warm them up. <laughs> this guy's blasting lines and deep-throating dogs. Band flyers also with poop on them. To the drain of the sink, up to the faucet. What the hell? was it clanging onto? This was anti-gravity mold. I could have made a scientific discovery. Had a Pulitzer. BLM. They just got a peace prize. Of course, we're Eskimo brothers with everybody in this city. He's like, I have some self-respect. Mick thinks Earth is a uh, prisoner planet, and he's actually an alien. 
dude, you got a paunch. You're trying to be a rock star. You got a buzz cut. You look like a cis male. We're going to talk about transgender. That shit was cool when straight white guys were taking it to an extreme. They were like, fuck you. Tell me to wear a suit. I'm going to wear my sister's leggings and a fucking hairband. Shit was awesome. And, uh, you know, it's completely lost. Now it's (laughs) a shelter for gender dysphoria. We encourage people to mutilate themselves without having any talent in music. Everyone's like, no, we're not going to be the Christmas band. Tommy was like, let's be the foreskins. Kid's a friggin' waterhead. We got female slut energy, and that attracts a whole lot of attention. These girls know how to dress for a reason. SNL sad guy. Um, while Colin, Pete Davidson, that's his name. Colin, I'm just sad and broke up with Ariana Grande. Think you could write me some more pro-government jokes? Tom Zutow. The music goes fucking hard. If you don't drive around at least once a month and blast some rock music, I can't trust you. They get invited to a three-day festival. Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, Van Halen, and the Scorpions playing there. What are the biggest lineups now? You got Spongle, Glass Animals, the String Cheeses. These are all real band names. Chanting, Jesus is Satan. Backwards, Natas Sea sausage. Shine, you got my guitar. You got Bam Margera's dad. You know, my dad used to shit on glass tables while hookers were underneath. Like he's a heroin dealer. What kind of childhood did this kid have? Nikki's like, I'm a pervert, and I've never thought of anything half as fucked up. There's no way that's real. This guy was just found dead in a dumpster, Nikki. Now he is the shyster. Got the infamous ferenulum. What is that? The back of your dick piercing? No! That'll make you scream like Vince Neil. No, no, no. It's a violation. (laughs) Can't put a ring in your penis. And welcome back, everybody, for May. This is just a potpourri pick from your host. That's my birthday month. It doesn't even matter after you're 25. It kind of gets sad. 2021, I chose to read Robin. Robin Williams, I guess you could say it was still kind of topical. As uh, they desecrated the genie last year, Will Smith. (laughs) Yo, are we just going to all forget this soon that Will Smith said that he vomits when he comes? That actually happened to me. A girl came home. Someone, when they like you more than you like them, you got to watch out and make sure they don't vomit on your comforter after sex. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'll talk about that in the sex episode this year. Robin Williams has so many legendary bits. The one that I really remember from the book was he said, politicians should have to wear uh, race car jackets with all of their donors. So on Fauci's jacket, it should say NIH Institute, the Wuhan Viral Lab, Pfizer, Moderna. (laughs) David Itzkoff, this guy also telling all maybe too much detail about that suicide and those speedballs. As for the book, it lives. Take it away, Mr. Williams. 
a memorial episode. Progressives love him. He is the creator of the first ever pro-transgender film, Mrs. Doubtfire. He's got the hairiest knuckles in the game. They pulled him out of the womb and sent him to the ape sanctuary. Some say throughout the 80s, Robin Williams had trace amounts of blood in his cocaine stream. Oh, he's using his Robin Williams cadence. He's got you in a loop. You think you're always a joke behind. Oh. He envisioned a war of comedians tossing rubber chickens into bunkers, firing your mama's hole. Instead of landmines, he imagined whoopee cushions out there on the battlefield. I have to touch on it at the top. Yes, he might have been schizotypal or whatever you want to classify it as. Man took his own life. I want my MLB players to be roided up. I want my comedians to be mentally ill. As Lil Wayne said, I wish I could fuck every girl in the world. You're not going to be able to, but you can <laughs> make them rock back and forth with laughter involuntarily. I bet you in five years, laughter is going to be considered rape. He just kept the ball rolling even though he broke all of the rules. Instead of yes and, he said no but. <gasps> Kick him out of the improv arena! Opens up so many more doors if you don't have to say yes to everything. The power of no. Yes, man? Nah, son, it's 2020. You gotta become a no man. I'm kinda happy you don't have to see Robin Williams groveling on a podcast today. And with all of that improv background, at least he wouldn't be one of the guys that are sitting there going, Yeah, stand up. It's really an art form. Oh, yeah, when I write, this is what I... Well, how about you write a joke? We're all wasting each other's time. He's back home in San Francisco after college. He says it's the greatest depression of his life, except not at the end. Kicked out of the black clubs. Man, this Robin Clown corny. Fucking Richard Pryor was shoving coke up his nose. You gotta blame some of these guys for... Hey, they unlocked another level of comedy within him. Just call it traumedy at that point. Yes, trauma comedy psychology joke. Someone who knew him before the fame and the notoriety. I tolerate two potentials for my future. A socially debilitating level of global recognition or dying alone in a lighthouse. Richard Lewis been on the stage for a couple decades. He calls this the sweet steal. Wait, you did a sweet steal? Yeah, you hit him with a sweet steal. Why do you get on a subway, but in a train? <laughs> They're pointing out absurdities in a cracking voice. 80s comedy. Robin was actually being himself. He could barely stand and he was drooling and playing a guitar. <laughs> it's a funny way to die. Get <laughs> mixing cocaine and heroin in a spoon and playing air guitar. Nobody wants to see a guy putting a funny spin on Hamlet. 80s action movie. You need Sylvester Stallone. To be? Or what? Shit, these people don't know the Russians already launched their nukes. Armageddon is on its way. No, no! They said they were going to CGI Robin Williams into Jumanji 2. And The Rock was like, you lose me. I won't run for president for the Dark Cabal if you put CGI Robin into this movie. A lot of people like to refer to alcohol as a crutch. If that's the case, then Jack Daniels is in the wheelchair. Billy, the kid was there. What was his name? Billy Idol. Ah, oh, Billy Crystal here. Why does it sound like I have my balls in a vice? I don't think I've ever seen an all-white tuxedo. 
Robin's like, you'll get the message. <laughs> Next up, we have June. So wait, 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 shouldn't June be Jewish Heritage Month or something like that? Black people, women get a month, white men don't, Jews can. The only episode that got deleted and then I had to re-record was John Krakauer's Into Thin Air. This, uh, along with Gapril, was <laughs> a banger of a month. June, it was like uh, the myth of myth Sisyphus we had. I think we also did Donald Trump's Art of the Deal and then Communist Manifesto. This one, Into Thin Air, we're going to have to have more John Krakauer on. Tells a beautiful story. I would recommend downloading this one. Go listen to it on a hike. It lives. The Seed of God, or as the locals call it, Jamalungma. Five minutes is more than enough on the roof of the world. You're at the cruising altitude of a 747. You can look over and wave to a kid on his iPad picking his boogers. <laughs> you just accomplish the highest feat of humanity. Chejunga, which is the third highest. That one's 28,000 feet. And that was one of his competing Sherpas. Until he fell into a crevice. Their skis fly off in the air and they do a cartwheel. That should be an Olympic sport. Tammy ragdolled it 2,000 feet. Ice caves that are crystal blue. There are rivers you could just dump your Nalgene into. Freshest water on earth. There's no bacteria up there. The way you die is just by your body failing you from lack of oxygen. It's like being on whippets for three days straight. They found his body 20 years later in 1954. Perfectly conserved human sickle down in a ravine. For all we know, there could be <laughs> feral humans, a tribe of yetis down at the bottom of these crevices. A change of air pressure. You're getting bodied by barometrics up there. The guy Fisher, he was going one to three to bring dexamethasone to all these dying people because there wasn't the infrastructure. You didn't just be able to fly a drone up. Fisher basically had carbonated blood. <laughs> the up and downs he was doing. He was spicier than a McDonald's Sprite. Hypothermia makes some people strip down naked and run out. Imagine running into a naked guy on Mount Everest. <laughs> I bet you've never seen the Mount Everest streaker who hides from homos. Arigato, thank you, thank you. A zombie coming through the mist. It has a completely black face. The fingers are all crooked and black. And it is Beck. That's right. Nobody's going to crush Texas. He's got the big iron on his hip perfect adventure story <laughs> except for unlike the Shackleton one the hero dies here I cried my entire flight back to the United States yeah yeah buddy you're sitting on a golden egg you got a bestseller in your backpack homie it's alright <laughs> round these parts of July is the time where we like to play some games and this time around we had Stefan Fatsis with Word Freak one of the most underrated editions of the year, along with uh, honorable mention, Explore Everything. That was truly one of the best editions as well. As for Word Freak, we're like reviving childhood dreams here on this show. Nostalgia, you can't go wrong with it. And we got to learn about the origins of Boggle and how it came from <laughs> some Native American Bananarama type of game. 
and it's kind of we had a skating edition that month as well we're just diving deep on subcultures and you know that's going to be a proper theme of 2022 word freak it lives stefan fatsis was on our previous year talking about baseball he has that book where he became an nfl kicker for a year (laughs) i'm gonna have to skim through that one let's check it out word freak by stefan fat sister fat cyst got a fatty cyst take it away for me playing scrabble i'm not good it's like talking to women you spend the whole time looking at the rack trying to form words my family dog swallowed a bag of tiles when i was really young he had messed up vowel movements for a month how do you get jizz off of a scrabble board don't bother it's worth 27 points in a prison scrabble tournament a guy used the word motherfucker and won triple word score he averaged four points to john seven why don't you just tell us the score stefan he's hiding it in a ratio break out your calculators good thing they don't have drug tests and scrabble because this guy has 40 shelves worth of pill bottles i took the plane plane over the plane oi bruv we gotta make a new language called american eric clapton rearranged his narcoleptic britney spears as prebisterian very close to these numerology people who are going well if you add up a bible verse it adds to the satanic number the word is abeg hilnoptoi. <laughs> I'm a Neanderthal. Abeg hilnoptoi. Are we sure that's not Swedish? Stefan starts shouting out words in the car. Camouflage. Matt goes, calculating guacamole. Plus an F. They pulled a couple of Scrabble dictionaries for having a Dago and a couple other ones. But of course cracker and honky were still in it statistically the winner goes first more often you play scrabble on a vacation with your girl do not let her go first it's gonna ruin the rest of your vacation no i beat you in scrabble remember these green-haired streamers they're gonna sell out stadiums in a decade scrabble i'm telling you (laughs) i'm kidding that's gonna be way too high culture it's gonna be hungry hungry hippos that we're watching in the olympics <laughs> we use people america wins alfred butts originally called <laughs> let me revel in the butt alfred this is batman did you change your name to butts no sir now it's alfred penny butts they about to be a crossword puzzle maker for the new york times <laughs> all you have to do is look at a scrabble board and then you just come up with the clues. He says, I don't drink water. It gives me mucus. <laughs> He's like Andy Rooney. What I don't like is Scrabble. I don't like all of the tiles clicking together. It gives me a headache. What I like to do is go to sleep and pretend I'm dead. This has been Andy Rooney. You have to have an addictive father who's going to beat you into the same personality. <laughs> So Stefan's going to, I just don't have the bug. And he said this out loud to Edley. And Edley was like, most people don't have the bug. You're not touched with the grace of God to play Scrabble. You unlock it as you go. Marlin is hyping him up. No way. No way. You dropped. (coughs) Man, I smoked too many unfiltered menthols before this. No way you dropped tax, man. (coughs) Marlin is the hype beast. 
or the Scrabble community. He said the first and second time he killed, third time a heckler ruined the set. How could there be a heckler in a late night set? You would think the bookers or they would just cut. They have their seven second bumper. <laughs> Someone's got to heckle Jimmy Fallon. You alcoholic. And the doctor was always like, you don't need a mental edge to play board games. And Matt is like, you don't know the level that I'm at, doc. Go study your bones a little bit more. I know there's only 200 bones in the body. There's 200,000 words to be learned. Don't they already have Scrabble in China? It's called Mahjong. Second biggest tournament with 300 participants. <laughs> I said at the beginning of the yep, I shoved the mic up my ass. Might as well throw up on it. Yo, I might have been nay-naying because I hit wobblier. <laughs> it's deteriorating in quality. Why don't you just play Dunces and Dragons? <laughs> the time hath started on your move. <laughs> this is the subculture. In the later chapter, Stefan realizes he's knee-deep in knee-high socks. Hyman was the uh, British bloke that you had to watch out for. Everybody's trying to break the hymen. Marlin! He freaked out again because Stefan played Dashiki. No way! Yo! Nancy Pelosi wears those! I don't know why I just broke that down for us. It's supposed to be intuition. I got my college tuition paid for because I got raped on campus like three out of five women. <laughs> You know, bitches do be saying they have intuition all the time. Oh, I'm just magically gifted. <laughs> you didn't develop a skill, so now your personality is ghosts. Went from the bottom to the top within two years. He's the 180th best Scrabble player in North America. The eighth month of the year marks time to celebrate my anniversary with comedy. So we read The Comedians. It was a transitional year, to say the least. I mean, the first year, what was it? Joan Rivers, Enter Talking, and then we did Stephen King on writing. I guess I'll just break this one for you right now for the YouTube grubbers. Upcoming this next August, we're going to read the Lenny Bruce book, How to Swear. I think it's something like that. There's no more Lenny Bruce's out there. <laughs> You're supposed to get arrested for your jokes. That's how edgy the first comedians were. And we're just getting neutered and neutered and neutered. We're two years into the destruction of live performances. It really hasn't been the same since, and I can only really speak for the open mic scenes, but you kind of see some money-making re-emerging, and it's from the top down. <laughs> Nobody in my circles is cashing out, and crowds are worse than ever. People are more virtuous than ever. It's trickle-down comedy, so eventually I think the economy will reset itself in that We'll have to wait till this August until I have a, another fully formed opinion. We can do that through Lenny Bruce's voice. It dies. Cliff Nesteroff, <laughs> that guy was a real know-it-all. When people go to see comedy, they're going to see their exact interpretation of what... Like every girl that goes to a show, well, when am I going to hear about vaginas and periods? Chick comedy. And you wouldn't do this for music, billing a show as just live music. Even though people do that, you could get really offended walking into a show. Cliff Nesteroff could have had some more takes on it. Lenny Bruce is going to bring us all the way home this upcoming August 2022.
Cliff Nesteroff, let's rehash your trash. <laughs> Spirit, if you can't laugh at the darkest shit, let's all just be sad forever. Rodney, I joined Gamblers Anonymous. <laughs> they gave me two to one odds I wouldn't make it. I joined AA. There was a two drink minimum. Me and my dad used to play tag. He'd drive. I tell you, I get no respect. When I used to play hide and seek, other kids wouldn't even look for me. Yeah, man. Everyone should just uh, quit their job and start comedy, you know? If more people moved to Austin, there'd be less traffic. Mark Marin was the fucking door guy at the comedy store. Now he has Barack Obama in his garage. It's a real rags to riches story there. Um, Mark, why do you have so much BDSM equipment in your garage? Keith's wife started to go around the theaters and was saying, all right, you know, the cops are cracking down, no more profanity. So then, of course, Mrs. Keith becomes the butt of the joke as soon as she leaves. What's up with that bitch? Is she got a corn husk up her cooch? Well, I'm going to curse all I want. <laughs> Who's going to tell on me? The internet, such a <laughs> fertile place for comedy. The most supportive fans, and nobody's censoring a goddamn thing. Buster Keaton would do pratfalls all the time. Anything to get these people to not throw tomatoes at you. And his brother came on stage and kicked him in the head. And he didn't do it Pratt enough. He was knocked out for 18 hours. Until 1941, Nazi criticism was not allowed. <laughs> IBM, keep on selling those punch cards to Dachau. Also called Hitler the number one gangster in the world. John Cahill, legend. 1940s nightclub comics were doing tours on bases. And again, they were like, <laughs> you can't come and entertain the troops anymore. Because they're wise enough to authority. Comedy 2021. Samantha B is funny because she sucks off the authority. He performed for 80 minutes and then was pronounced dead backstage. One of the first guys to die on stage. <laughs> Were we supposed to idolize that? <laughs> yes, I want to die surrounded by strangers. <laughs> you know, jazz fell off too. And then comedy still stuck around. People don't need to wear a turtleneck and snap their fingers to feel good. You gotta laugh. Jack Carter shot a scorpion through the stage mid-act. <laughs> this is Hunter S. Thompson era of Vegas. You could pull out your revolver when you're on adrenochrome. Why not kill an audience member? That would have been a lot funnier. Instead of I went to a bar, it's a guy walks into a bar... And this is a trick for likability. Instead of, like, shitting on your mom, you go, my mother-in-law is the worst. And then the societal shame vanishes. Maybe this is why all that Rickle Hackett era, those guys died crazy lives. They weren't getting the therapeutic value of being like, I want to beat up my boss. <laughs> it feels good. And everybody identifies with that. You had to go, a fellow walks into a bar and smashes a bar glass over his boss's head. The dumb guy that reads books, you can't sell an oxymoron to dummies. Straight up. <laughs> I gotta rebrand. Nipsey would make fun of rich white people. He was like one of the first people to get white people to laugh at themselves. This is Cliff's take. He's starting to sound like, who's that guy? Dave Chappelle's underling. Neil Brennan. <laughs> Yes, we have to make white people feel guilty for it to be comedy. <laughs> that is the stand-up's greatest change. 
We're doing virtual shows, Cliff. Update the book. Time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. If jet fuel can melt steel beams, but not the 18 hijackers' passports we found, why don't we just build skyscrapers out of passports? That joke hits on stage. I'll probably get censored for it. If you can't laugh at us testing Agent Orange on our neighbors, Canadians, I don't know. America's the ultimate good neighbor. Big division here. Do you support the war or not? Comedy has to be political. <laughs> John Oliver. <laughs> oh, I used to make fun of cigarette ads and now I make fun of people who don't want to get experimental vaccinations. The fuck is this Mulaney fella up to? Well, I told that kid to suck my cock. September is the time of year that we go back to school. And we read this time around Michelle Gelfin's Rule Makers, Rule Breakers. Pretty quirky one. Not at the top of my list. She was talking about tight versus loose cultures. And we we're able to pull a couple nuggets of knowledge out of this one. And what I would say is the Twain quote, the man who does not read... <laughs> The man who does not read good books has no advantage over the man who cannot read them. Michelle Gelfand was comparing Middle Americans to Middle Eastern jihadists. Why? Because they're religious. That was as deep as that academic was willing to go. Honestly, not too much to cover there. Something positive I got out of it, I learned how to use the author as a backboard. And this is something you're going to be seeing in 2022. Every single chapter we are reading has quotes from the books. And it gives me a good back and forth. Obviously, I would like to start a show one day that has me talking to a person. Because people want to see that dynamic as well. But that's what I'll do, the topical type of shit. Uh, I, the way I'm figuring out how to do these quotes and go back and forth with it, I'm going to be slamming authors like Michelle Gelfand into the steel tables, ladders, and chair matches. It dies. Michelle Gelfand, this book deserves to be deported, to be beheaded in the Middle East. <laughs> Here it is. Michelle is taking us around the world to look at these tight versus loose women. I mean, cultures. First study she chose for the book to use was one that proved norm violation detection precedes language before you even know how to say mama dada you know how to point a finger at your sister and snitch on them proved this by chimpanzees learning nuances in six step puzzles and the chimps would get mad if one of the guys did the puzzle out of order managers just like this it doesn't matter if you get the job done you have to do it their special way so maybe that's what school was for we all fell together comrade any shared experience creates cohesion. This is why Navy SEALs will try to drown themselves together. More recent, you got that auto warm beer kid. Frat legend went to North Korea, got sent to a boot camp. He came back over here with rickets, all because he tore down a propaganda poster. Down south, you get a PBA card from the cops if you're <laughs> golfing Biden-Harris signs. <laughs> This Ohio kid, he started this global conversation. Should you be beheaded for having a beer in the Middle East? <laughs> Let's try out Sharia law. The USA has abandoned shame. Big is beautiful. Tell <laughs> your grandma during Thanksgiving about your furry fetish. Bring your tent into Starbucks. No shame. 
I said in the intro, they don't have this shame in New Zealand. The average number of sexual partners a woman has there is 20. And I'm booking my ticket. And you know that means it's at least 30. The girls, they divide their age by two, and that's their number. The low countries. You know you get incarcerated if you smoke a doobie in America. We're so free. <laughs> the U.S. is like the nerd kid. Yeah, my dad says I'm not allowed to stay up after 11, but we're going to have a great sleepover. Australia has this norm where they keep class disparity in check. It's one of the few countries. All the chauvinistic people are called tall pot pies. Aren't you a tall pot pie there, mate? With your shiny watch, big old calm, fake-titted hag? And then in England, they love classism. Everybody's watching Peaky Blinders, reading Oliver Twist. Can I have some more, sir? Hell no. This is our thing. Act first, think later. Invade first, negotiate later. So to answer her question, how are we going to stop the violence? Making laws and beheading people isn't working. They have super terrorists in the Middle East compared to our gangsters. <laughs> more laws could maybe make it more beneficial to color outside the lines. Countries with higher religiosity are no longer safer ones. And she tried to group in middle America with this saying hate crimes are high. Like I just said, violent crime. <laughs> Who cares about a fucking burning of a cross? Those people are idiots. They'll be extinct in 20 years. Shurakuando. She's trying to argue that our culture has become looser since 2018. <laughs> what the? Our vice president is a cop that admitted to smoking weed and locks up other people. But we have a loose culture because... A BIPOC is the VP. What do you have to be smoking for postmodern theory to make sense? How about every election season, Michelle Gelfand, the weakest state, the least financial one, let's do, gets kicked out of the union. Mississippi, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. We got <laughs> other contenders. We all know that the 51st state is Israel. I'm thinking Puerto Rico is up for a shot. She said loosest state is Hawaii. <laughs> they have that, like, two-week mandatory quarantine if you want to go on a vacation. I think Hawaii is going to get drafted by Canada to be their new province. If you think America, with its rotating political families and corporate revolving door, is a democracy rather than an oligarchy, it's okay. You're not uneducated. You're just well-indoctrinated. Next up, Octubre. We had Hell's Angels by Hunter S. Thompson. Man's is going to have to make another return. I don't want to have to read that Nixon fear and loathing on the campaign trial book. <laughs> Politics are kind of gay. And uh, he has the Big Sur. He has a couple other ones. Rum Diaries. But for October, we like to get spooky. And definitely he spooked us about the parties around Bass Lake, the girls getting raped. It was a good take on the media. We could always trust Hunter S. Thompson to be truthful about that, even though he likes to get his own jabs at the left and the right wing, and he knows how the inner workings of the press is. It lives. This book is like a timeless account of the Hells Angels. Everybody else that probably tried to go undercover got stomped out by them. Not a lot of authors you see are immersing themselves into a subject. 
that guy Bradley Garrett from the Explore Everything book. He lived underground with those urban explorers. Going to have to plug that book again. Here we are, Hunter S. Thompson with another great edition, Hell's Angels. And all these guys are riding these Frankenstein choppers. It's the motorcycle of Theseus. How many parts do you have to replace before your Harley becomes a Honda? You know what my favorite kind of motorcycle joke is? A Yamaha. Yeah, don't rev me up here. And now I won't even so much as go on a Peloton. Not really. Have you seen those new Pelotons where you can sling them sideways? It's like an arcade game. I'm just going to be a pinball wizard, start working out in my apartment with a ski ball machine. Bogo's vinted. 60s come around, his 20s are ending. He moves to the hate with his wife, observes the hippie movement, raises a kid with his wife there. That should be child abuse. Who did Fonzie call when his motorcycle broke down? Triple A! But she gets tons of shit for. You know, they wear the swastikas on their jackets, the Hells Angel. They still let Jewish people in the club. The media doesn't tell you that. Definitely rode shirtless before. Do not fall off. You will be a meat crayon. And Sonny Barger stepped up and was like, we aren't unlike any other group. We're like the stonemasons. We have a right to assemble. Remember that First Amendment thing? When you other people, whether it's their tolerance to getting stray needles poked in them or as a motorcycle rider the act of othering encourages people to play into that role so some people do it with awareness as a fuck you and some people as human action just double down okay yeah fuck you i'm voting for an orange guy so the news again sends a night crawler out drama look at this fire in the middle of the night they're the ones who birthed the Mad Dogs as an entity, and now they're profiting off the chaos. And there's a page out of the Freemasons book we just read. They did the same exact thing. At least the, <laughs> the angels didn't get thrown off a cliff in a coffin. No one ever called the cops. Again, got these hulkish bikers <laughs> ready to lay down a knuckle sandwich. All the neighborhoods start gossiping about Hunter. His landlord even moved out. The Asian brands are supposed to be cheaper, better on gas, better maneuverability and safety. But this is not what an American wants. A Hell's Angel wants destruction, attention, and danger. Think about like the Transporter movies. Who's that bald guy, Jason Statham, doing European car chases? There's always the villains on those zippy motorcycles. Think about American culture, Terminator. Arnold on a Harley fat boy with a pump-action shotgun. If you're a gas station hunter, as Thompson says, you better shoot first and plea defense later. The LA Times wrote about how Germans used chopped bikes in World War II to blitzkrieg Poland. How scary would this be? You're living in Krakow and you hear... <laughs> over the horizon, thousands of methed-out Nazis rolling up on... Bikes with MP40s. Highway Patrol announces they have this new radar technology. They're trying to use fear on the Hell's Angels. <laughs> it's like trying to use a fire to defeat Hades. Ten cops for 10,000 people. Crime is so out of control. In 57, that little militia at the base of the hill tried to raid the Angels' camp at night. You know, the bodies hit the floor. You're not coming into their territory. The guys 
threw townsfolk into the bonfire. <laughs> like the fucking Marxist kids. That's a big gang no one's trying to defuse, and their goal is to enslave me into a socialist system. These guys just want to ride motorcycles. <laughs> Total retaliation of the state. <laughs> the state is a gang. Half man, half machine. You feel like a centaur when you're riding one of these things. This is a mythical breed of American, an outlaw who doesn't take no shit. We need more angels. November is all about food in these parts. Thanksgiving. What do we also talk about? The Freemasons. We did Madison versus Monroe. Those are all deep dives. Salt was hardcore history, more than I was expecting. So it's something we're moving towards in the next year. Uh, Kurlansky was the author. I think we're going to have to check him out again. Someone recommended the book Paper. He does the entire history of paper. We're going to China. Yeah, and we learned about the Salinator in that episode. Legendary character. He's going to have to make a return. You fucking malooks think you could trade willy-nilly? I'm in control of the natural resources. Maron, it lives. Salt was a super good one. Another one to download and go listen to. Uh, definitely in the upper echelons of books you're going to see here. Mr. Kurlansky, take it away. Why do seals live in salt water? because pepper makes them sneeze. What do you call it when salt says hello to pepper? Season's greetings. People thought salt kept demons away. That's why you gotta throw some over your shoulder after dinner. The myths are alive in a well. Big Pharma has convinced you to take statins for hypertension. Did you know for two million years the human body has had a built-in function for excessive salt? It's called breaking a sweat. Yeah, maybe not as convenient a little Monday through Sunday pill container, but you could do this for free every single morning. <laughs> the human body annually could process 15 pounds of salt. So yes, your high blood pressure is totally because of salt, not because you work 80 hours a week and are stressed out of your mind. Adam Smith, we're getting political on you. In Wealth of Nations, 1776, he said, we are taxing necessities of life. So you know, I'm drawing this out to the carbon tax. We're about to have a water impost. Nebraska has proposed a meat levy. Never touch another man's meat. Barukata. Mao Zedong in the 1950s, when he genocided 40 million people, he changed the language to 40,000 characters. And you know, the United States are English. Yeah, I speak American. We have 200,000 words in our language. That's almost five times bigger of a vocabulary. The Chinese people are like anime characters. Oh, let me see your social credit score. Rate up or down. I am agitated and aggravated some days. Bigger vocab makes more words for salt. What's the difference between a mummy and a zombie? Literally salt. The Egyptians would ferment berries and dogs, and they say they learned this from travelers who went to China. And that does make sense. The Chinese taught the Egyptians how to cook dogs because the Egyptians praised cats, so they wanted some mean canine recipes from the Chinese. <laughs> Lick it. Take a piece of mummy jerky for the road, which is one of the saltiest lakes on Earth, Lake Chad, bro. You gotta bring your dad's boat. Salt Life t-shirts only. Skin like leather, voice like gargling semen. 
they roved down into France from like the highlands of Germany. And of course they roved down from the highlands of the UK into mainland England. So it's a similar story. It's just people that are unincorporated. So we're giving them an evil name. Maybe you could just call them the original gypsies. They were big into alcohol. <laughs> it's like the Irish people escaped from the Emerald Isle for a little bit. 500 BC, this old Italian king sneaked in a buzzer beater. He implemented in all of their federal banks the Salinator. How dope is that title? It was one man in charge of the fluctuation of the flow of natural resources. <laughs> kind of sounds like a monarchy to me. One guy's controlling every single... It's like the guy at the Federal Reserve who can press the money print. The Salinator is coming up to get a piece of mama sauerkraut. Hell no, you fucking act like a Nazi and scare this kid back to his little peninsula. The Reggianos, which was a family that invented Parmesan. You know, Parmesan cheese. How the hell can this one type of cheese be left on a pizzeria table for a year without refrigeration? It's the saltiest kind of cheese. Parmesan is sus. I like a nice wet mozzarella. You could be doing refrigerator alchemy and getting free protein. <laughs> I bet one listener is going to try this. They accidentally mix the perfect ratio and create Velveeta liquid gold. Pretty amazing stuff. A salt holiday. Maybe not that amazing. We have a fucking holiday for shopping. If there is these salt economies, I can't help myself. The pun is right in front of me. There was an economy. Boo. By our buddies at the World Health Organization. <laughs> They require all salt producers include iodine in all commercial salt. Us, the global consumers, may never taste pure salt again. Their fucking justification is something about keeping your thyroid smaller so that you only ingest a certain amount. Sounds like fluoride to me. Let me decide what's in the water. What, you're putting a fertilizer byproduct in the water just so it doesn't stink up the air? Is it too much to ask for some clean water and salt? I'm a human animal. You need it to live. December. We had the Way of Zen. Honestly, should have went with Creativity Inc. or the uh, Year of Living Biblically. But uh, diving into these Catholic roots is always a fun time. Alan Watts has an understanding of the unspeakable, which is something we learned in Creativity Inc. as well. Being able to put un tenable non-tangible phenomena into words that's the art of the craft and these things are hard to communicate just know fucking december after december we are leveling up spiritually maybe i'm just not good enough to understand all of alan watts tautologies yet <laughs> some listener out there is gonna have to convince me to take a second swing on that guy and uh, we got coming up some Eastern philosophy for January. Recommendation from a Patreon listener. Definitely get on that page. Another plug. The Way of Zen. It dies. Lots of drivel in that one. Alan, this guy's on very thin ice. <laughs> Here we are, the Way of Zen. My Japanese dentist became a woman. He's now a trans-zendentalist. Like, uh, religion is taking the best of every single philosophy. China is taking the worst of every ideology and using it to mentally enslave billions of people. <laughs> Non-graspingness. Very academic. 
<laughs> like if you look at a clock across the room, everything else is blurry. And he's calling the tau the blur. I think you just have an astigmatism, Alan. <laughs> this is the religion that scientists love. Atheists, you know, there isn't even hell after this. Everything is just going to be black. We're meaningless. Isn't that great? Like the first time you heard about Buddhism, you went, What the fuck, dude? We are everything. I am God. And then you get to work and get told to clean up vomit. All right, just hear me out. I promise it'll work. But you can't come for a couple weeks. They're out. Most of the people at the time were Nama. And then the others were in their prana, just ignoring it. Yeah, I'll get the vaccine as well. What? Just take it. It's not that. That could be the most shit take of 2021. We're at the end of the year. How is this religion comforting to people? Yeah, you're going to be reincarnated again. And then again. And then again. And again. This sounds like fucking prison to me. <laughs> you have to do this shit forever. Because in a way, Alan Watts, you are telling these women that between their legs is an interdimensional stargate. <laughs> I mean, for real. You're saying there's like this baby that's crawling out of your beautiful wife. That was just a 60-year-old Indian man. <laughs> what a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. That is our 2021 super cut. <laughs> you know we're going to do another for 2022. It's a tradition at this point, even though nobody likes it. <laughs> It's part of the spirit, and something that's truly in the spirit of the show is coming up in seven short days. Ladies and gentlemen, next week we have Seneca's The Shortness of Life. Starting off on a stoic foot, one of the best Roman philosophers is going to break down for us how little time we really have. It's not going to be one you want to miss. Tons of examples, tons of ways to get into your head that uh, you got to take this thing to the next level that's the theme new graphics you're not going to recognize it baby new music all thanks to you guys the supporters and a biggest most specialistest thank to the patrons patreon first month as i said we're doing a spoiler of all the themed editions stop asking me for my goodreads list it doesn't exist that's what nick's nonfiction is get subscribed you'll get a little bit of a look ahead and the price is changing january 1st i should have mentioned this in the beginning over the next what four or five days that is going to be your chance to get in at a two dollar <laughs> discount and as for all the patrons your price is not going to go up i will spend an hour on the phone with mr patron himself to figure out how to grandfather you guys in so thank you all people out there making it happen the commenters who were the top commenters of the year i should have put this together izzy ash that guy's always coming through with the fucking recommendations we have a pc doodle that guy's been there since day one there's a million people that i'm forgetting so it's just gonna <laughs> make everybody else angry you guys know who you are out there really thank you all this was a year of exponential growth. We started at 500 subscribers, monetized out here, growing quicker than ever. No mid-rolls. As long as it keeps going this way, I'll never put an ad in the middle of a video, except for our Patreon teasers, because those are memes. Love you guys. I'll see you next year. Let's start it on the right foot. Ladies and gentlemen, seven short days from now, my name is Nick Munez. I'll see you out there. Take it easy. Peace.